Hello there, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris, and today for this episode, I would like to wish everybody a happy early St. Patrick's Day. Uh, This episode is going to be an Irish whiskey because I wanted to try to get one more in before St. Patrick's Day. Uh, That way we could, you could hear what I thought about it, and if you wanted to go out and buy it, you could, or buy whatever Irish whiskey you want. But I figured it's a perfect opportunity to expand our Irish whiskey tastings on the show since we've had not very many Irish whiskeys on the show yet. And Irish whiskey has a special place in whiskey history because you may or may not know that Irish whiskey is actually potentially the first whiskey ever. It goes back and forth between either being Ireland or Scotland. It's pretty heavily disputed, but basically either Ireland or Scotland were the first ones to create whiskey. And some stories have it as being Ireland. So it's pretty cool, and I I have an appreciation for Irish whiskey. You guys probably know if you've been listening long enough that I love Redbreast 12. One last thing before we get to the Bushmills Black Bush Irish whiskey, which is probably the thing that you came here for, I do want to mention I have one last question to answer because it came in the same day that I recorded the last Q&A episode, so I want to answer it real quick. That way this person does not have to wait an entire month to hear the answer. But I'll keep it short and brief. That way we can get to the the Bushmills review. This person asked, what do you think is a great all-around whiskey for joy, relaxation, and so on? For me, when you say all-around whiskey for joy, relaxation, and so on, I'm assuming you mean relatively inexpensive. Like this is the whiskey on a Friday night if my wife and I are watching a movie that I'm just going to grab to have a glass of it. This is the whiskey if I'm having friends over to my house and we're playing you know, uh, the Switch or we're playing Oculus, any kind of a game like that, that I'm going to have a glass of whiskey. Like My point being like not drinking games, but if we're doing something and drinking, then I'll, this is the type of whiskey that I'll drink for that. On the top of my head, I'm going to say Elijah Craig because I absolutely love Elijah Craig. Um, so that's one that I would say 32 bucks near me. I will totally be drinking it if I'm just chilling and having fun with people. Now, if you want a slightly more expensive one for that, I would also mention Angel's Envy. That's another one that I find myself when I have people over. I'll just come over and grab a glass of it. Uh, on the scotch side of things, I would say Glenfiddich 12 year. So those are a few kind of options, just to, to depending on what you meant by that question, uh, to give you a few different options. But without any further ado, let's get into this review. So we're reviewing today Bushmills Black Bush, which is mostly malt whiskey. This is an Irish whiskey, and it's mostly malt, but it's blended with some grain whiskey as well. Their website says that it's matured in sherry and bourbon casks. It's 40% alcohol by volume, and it's in the low $30 range. So similar like the Elijah Craig I just talked about. I, I want to say it's like $32 or $33 uh, in my area. So low $30 range. We're talking the Jameson Black Barrel range, the uh, just above Jameson, just below Jameson Black Barrel in terms of price. So we're talking that kind of a range. I'm very interested to see what I think of it because I love Jameson Black Barrel. Obviously, this is Black Bush, so maybe Jameson Black Barrel is taking a play at, you know, play on words at that name. I don't really know, but I'm excited to see what comes of it. So let's get into the review. I'm going to give some first impressions and also some pretty cool facts about the uh, Bushmills Distillery because I think it's a pretty interesting distillery. So on the nose, we've got the classic Irish whiskey flavors. I personally don't have a specific, how do I want to say this, note that I attribute to it the most, but the most commonly used one is buttered cookie, and I think that's the best way to describe it, like a buttery sugar cookie, shortbread cookie type 
uh, flavor. I don't have my own personal like note that I attribute it to it, but I know that it's close enough to that that I say that as well. Has that similar smell, just like the Tullamore, just like the Redbreast. But this has a little bit more fruitiness and maybe even a little bit more spiciness on the nose. But let's get into the palate. Wow. So before we get into it, I do want to preface this with I've had some people say some good things and some really bad things about Bushmills on my TikToks. They'll see it in the background and comment on it or see me holding it. I'm impressed. I will say that I'm impressed. Uh, I think this tastes better than Jameson does. Uh, I haven't had Jameson Black Barrel in a very long time, but maybe not as good as Jameson Black Barrel. Maybe a touch more bitterness than the Jameson Black Barrel. But I'm basically getting the sweet, buttery, granola-y, vanilla-y flavor that you get with Tullamore Dew. But it's accompanied by some spices and some fruity-ishness. Like light fruit, not like a ton of deep fruit. A little bit of fruity ishness. And also, like I mentioned, some spiciness. I haven't narrowed down the spices yet. I forgot to mention, I mentioned it in the email list if you're on our email list, but this is my first time having this. So this is completely off the cuff. This is my knee-jerk reaction to this this whiskey. But I am impressed by it so far for the low price range that it's in, I should say. For example, I absolutely love Redbreast 12-year. This is not as good as Redbreast 12-year, but it does a good job. For being $30 difference from Redbreast, it does a really good job. When you first take a sip, it's almost like buttery maltiness coats your tongue, accompanied by some vanilla. And then after that, you get some spice. But I will say the spice, I've mentioned before, sometimes spiciness can accompany alcohol burn in a good way and kind of help cover it up. Or sometimes they can feed off each other and it like the spiciness combined with the alcohol burn is really harsh. I think this one plays into the alcohol burn pretty well and the spiciness helps to cover it up a little bit. The finish is almost a little bit oily, but I still get some burn on my tongue. So it's not like the uh, Redbreast 12 where you're going to take a sip of it and it's almost like you're drinking syrup. Like there's no burn at all. Love Redbreast 12. Everybody knows that. (laughs) But this is closer to that category than like your Jameson would be. This isn't just drying up my tongue. This is still a little bit oily, which I'm really enjoying. I'm going to continue to sip this and figure out a few more of these notes before we go into the notes that Bushmills gives us. But before or while I'm doing that, rather, I do want to mention the Bushmills distillery because it's pretty cool. Bushmills is the world's oldest licensed whiskey distillery. They've been around for over 400 years since 1608. So I mentioned that Irish whiskey may or may not have started in Ireland. That was a total foot in my mouth. Obviously, Irish whiskey started in Ireland. But I mentioned that Irish whiskey may or may not have been the first whiskey. And it for sure, Ireland has the first licensed whiskey distillery because that was Bushmills. But it may or may not be the first whiskey outright. Anyhow. They've been around since 1608, and they're actually named for the mills that cut the barley. So that's the mills in Bush Mills, and also the River Bush. And I thought this was pretty cool. The river is named Bush, so that's why it's Bush Mills. And it is actually the water source that they use to this day to cut down to proof. So you always cut your whiskey with water to get it down to like a perfect 80 proof. Not always, but I mean when it's a perfect 80 proof, it's because they're cutting it with water. Uh, So... They're cutting it with water from that river. So I thought that was really cool to, that, that that plays into the name of it, right? 
but it's a pretty neat distillery just because it's been around for so long. There's some good history there. I encourage you to look on their website and learn a little bit more about it. But one of the most standalone, standout facts that I got from it was that it nearly burned down in 1885 and actually had to be rebuilt almost entirely. So almost the entire distillery burned down and they end up rebuilding a bunch of it. A couple of other facts about it that I remember from their website, and I am doing this part from memory. I didn't write this down, but I remember that they mentioned whenever there was a very heavy tax on barley in Ireland, um, a lot of companies quit using barley to make it cheaper to make whiskey. And Bushmills to this day still has barley, I want to say, in all of their recipes, which is pretty common everywhere, but it just was a pretty neat fact that had the history involved in it. And they have a whole timeline on their website, so I encourage you to go check it out if you have any interest in it. But I love when distilleries, I've always mentioned this, I love when distilleries give you more backstory, a little bit to read about the distillery and learn about where they came from. That's always really exciting and also shows you that the distillery has a little bit of age to it. They've been around for a while. Clearly, Bushmills has been around for a while because they are the oldest, and that helps you to know more about the rich history. I think this is another marketing point where Buffalo Trace knocks it out of the park. I know they have excellent marketing, and a lot of people hate them for it, but that is one of the things they do a great job of is the marketing with the history of the distillery. So I'm going to have another sip of this right now and try to nail down what the spiciness of the palate is. So one thing I do want to mention as well about this is the nose is so pleasant. And I find that a lot of times with Irish whiskeys. It's one of my favorite aspects of drinking an Irish whiskey is the nose is just perfect for me. I don't know what it is. I think it's that buttery cookie or like granola that is just so pleasant for me. But on the palate, I am getting more of the maltiness. You can definitely tell this is made with, with malted barley. And then there's also a little bit of spice, but it's more like mostly vanilla with like a dash of cinnamon. I don't want to give off like cinnamon roll vibes like you would get from a lot of bourbons, but it's more just like a dash of cinnamon in my opinion. And then once again, the finish is pretty smooth as well. So overall, an enjoyable drink. For 30 bucks, I'll keep this on my shelf. I mean, I'll probably try more Irish whiskeys if I'm being totally honest. But for 30 bucks, I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's pretty good. So let's continue with the tasting notes that they say we should get. And let's see how horrendously wrong I am. Okay, the tasting notes they give you, one, this is one thing where their website maybe doesn't measure up the most is the tasting notes. They don't. At least the page that I was on did not go as in-depth as uh, other websites do. So here's their tasting notes. Right from the pour, you'll notice the dark coloring, a result of maturing for up to eight years in Spanish Oloroso, I'm going to hope that was Oloroso, sherry casks and sweet bourbon barrels. As for the taste, this 80% malt whiskey floats across the tongue to deliver dark, velvety, fruity notes right through to the long finish. So here's the notes that it gives. Sherry, peaches, nuts, amazingly spicy are the notes that it gives. I'm going to say I lean way towards the nuts and amazingly spicy, almost like cashew or almond, I think. That's a great – the nuttiness is definitely one that I did not say that is a great descriptor. Now, the peaches and the sherry, I think the sherry is there with like that fruitiness I was mentioning about, but it's not heavy. It's not – real heavy on the palate to me. I noticed they mention velvety fruit notes right through the long finish. So they make it sound like it should be there heavily. I didn't get a ton of it, but I'm going to try it again and see if I can get a little bit more of it. But I would say the nuttiness and the spiciness are totally there for me. 
along with that light fruitiness, which does set it apart a little bit, but not heavy fruitiness. Let's try again and see what we get. Okay, this could be totally in my head, but now that I've read peaches, I totally see it. Totally see it. I don't know what it is, but it, now that I'm reading it, I'm like, wow, I get it. Now, I wouldn't say there's a, a ton of fruitiness. Like, I don't want to make it sound like this tastes like peach juice or something. But, I mean, the fruity note that I'm getting, for sure I see the peachiness. That is fantastic. But definitely some nuttiness, definitely some spiciness. I think the peach is what sets this apart from the, uh, like, like a Jameson or like a Tullamore Dew for sure. I would say <clears throat> the peachy note is definitely what would set this apart from that. And I find it very enjoyable now that I know what it is I can totally taste it one of those where maybe it is in your head but I don't know I can I can really taste it now so that's really cool to experience now the nuttiness like I mentioned I'm gonna say it's almost like an almond how you get if you've ever just eaten almonds like oven baked almonds or, or whatever they call them just dried not like salted uh, oven roasted I think if you've ever eaten them like that then you've probably gotten that little bit of bitterness on your tongue that you get from almonds. And it is like that, where it's like an almond, where you get this nutty, almost vanilla flavor, and then it's accompanied by like a little bit of bitterness, which I think is characteristic, at least in my experience, of some Irish whiskeys where they finish with a little bit of bitterness. But I would say that that is absolutely here, that, that almondy flavor. Then it says amazingly spicy, and this is another one where I'll diverge a little bit. I don't think amazingly spicy, but definitely spicy. Definitely spicier than some other ones that I have had. Like I feel like this is probably spicier than the Red Breast 12 year. But I also am out of Red Breast 12 year, sadly. Uh, so I haven't had it for probably a month or two now, which makes me sad. But I do think there is some spice there, which sets it apart. I'm going to have another sip. Wow. Now that I have read the peachy, once again... More of the buttery, nutty up front, but especially after I swallow, when it's just the fumes left in my mouth, I get a lot of peachiness from it. It's actually really impressive. Um, I knew there was a little bit of light fruitiness in there, but I don't know that I've ever said peach. Now, we've had some that do say stone fruits or velvety fruits, but that is very cool. I mean, it's not often that I read a website's notes and they nail a really weird note like peach. Uh, the, you might recall this happened with Brothers Bond where they said banana and I thought they nailed it. I thought, wow, banana is there for sure. That's kind of how this is where sometimes they'll have some weird off-the-wall notes and I'll read them and I'll be like, okay, maybe they say peachy and I'll be like, I get fruity, but I wouldn't say peachy. Or maybe they'll say nuts and I'll be like, well, I get that kind of sweetness, but I don't know that I would say nutty. I think the peachy and the nutty, they pretty much nailed it. Kind of like the granola bar that I said, but then when you swallow, it's like peach, which is weird. I picture eating a nutty granola bar with like peach yogurt, I guess, is the best way I can describe it. But like I said, the peach to me is more subtle, and so I do disagree with them that it's, they, they kind of mention it as if it's the leading lady. I don't know that I get as much of it. And that could be my palate condition. I don't know. could be whatever. But after reading it, I totally agree that it is there. And and it is, once again, it's impressive. For I expected less. I'll be totally honest. I expected less for the price that I paid. Usually with foreign whiskeys, whiskeys that come from other countries, I tend to think 
it's at least $40 to get something pretty good. Now, there are outliers like Monkey Shoulder that I really like. But usually, it's at least $35, maybe $40. And so, for the low 30s, I'm impressed. I would buy this again without a doubt. That doesn't mean you should just rush out and get a bottle because, as I always say, I'm pretty inexperienced in Irish whiskey. But as far as my experience in Irish whiskey goes, this is pretty good. This is definitely one of those where I've always said Tullamore Dew, great for lower shelf. Red Breast, great for higher shelf. Maybe top shelf depending on what your pricing looks like. This would be a solid middle shelf. Like I think we have nailed all of the shelves so far. Now, this definitely doesn't compare to Red Breast in terms of it's not as good, but it's also $30 cheaper than Red Breast, so can't be mad about that. Tullamore Dew, definitely not as good as this, but it's also, what, I want to say $12 cheaper than this, something like that, so it's it's good for its price range as well. Overall, I'm impressed. Now, I will say that Irish whiskeys, not 100% my palate. I drink a lot of bourbons, and when I'm going into the malt world, I drink a lot of scotches, but I am trying to expand into Irish whiskeys a bit more, and I always say they're not really my palate, but then when I drink them, I like them. It's kind of weird. Like, if you've ever been like, ah, I hate working out and I don't want to work out, and then you get like halfway into the workout and you feel great and you're like, I love working out. Why don't I do this more often? That's how I, it's a weird analogy, but that's how I always feel about Irish whiskey. I feel like when I'm not drinking, except for Red Breast, I love Red Breast 12, but whenever I'm not drinking Irish whiskey, especially anything that's less expensive, I'll be like, eh, you know, I like Irish whiskey, but I'll have a bourbon instead. But then when I drink it, I'm like, oh, that's right. This is really good. I think mainly it's because I attribute that to Jameson, just because for so long, Jameson's the only Irish whiskey that a lot of people drink. And I shouldn't do that. Because like Jameson Black Barrel, I even know is really good. So it's just a different flavor. So overall, I'm going to say that I'm impressed. I know I didn't spend too overly long on it, so I need to I need to spend more time with it and have more glasses of it, obviously. But for a first glass impression, if I went to a bar and I got this, let's say, let's put it that way, maybe that's going to be the best litmus test for whether or not you should buy something. From now on, I'll say it like that. If I went to a bar and I got a glass of this, I would probably go get a bottle of it. I'd probably be like, okay, that was worth the glass. I will buy a bottle to have on my shelf. But I also buy bottles of a lot of things to have on my shelf. So I don't know if you should listen to me or not. One last thing that's kind of impressive about this is it does have a bit of a palate transition. Not just between the nose and the palate, but also during the palate and into the finish. I think the nose, you get almost no peachiness. It's pretty much like granola bar vanilla type scent. Maybe maybe like a cashew or something. And then on the palate, you get that buttery maltiness that I mentioned. You get a little bit of spice. And then what I did not identify that is definitely nuttiness, almost like almonds or cashews, for sure. And just a light, light fruitiness. And then as you as it stays in your mouth and then into the finish as you swallow it kind of swaps places and that peachiness comes more to the front, that nuttiness comes more to the back and the spiciness ramps up a little bit. So it does have a little bit of a transition, at least in my current palate condition, which is always something I'm floored by when a whiskey under $40 has a good like transition throughout the palate to the finish. I always find that impressive. And this does, I will say, I, I'm impressed by that aspect of it as well. To summarize in really basic terms, it's kind of like granola bar, multi-granola bar with a little bit of fruit, 
fruit with a little bit of malty granola bar and spice almost is what it's reminding me of right now the finish once again they say on their tasting notes that it floats over your tongue it definitely does have that oily feeling where it feels like it kind of glides over your tongue rather than sinking into your tongue and biting you it has that sort of gliding over your tongue feeling that that an oily finish has not amazingly so but impressive for the price range i would say i there aren't a lot of bourbons and i think this is a malt type thing where there aren't a lot of bourbons in this price range that would be that oily and not dry out your mouth so that's another aspect of it that i think is pretty impressive so if you guys try this at home if you're on the whiskey list make sure you let me know what you thought about it if you're as impressed as i am for this price because as i mentioned there are some people out there who are not a big fan of it they actually there were a lot of people on my uh tiktok commenting that they did not like it so i'm interested to see what my listeners think that's all that i've got for this episode of whiskey noobs though so i hope you enjoyed the irish whiskey have a fantastic saint patrick's day because this will be our last review before saint patrick's day and Enjoy your Irish whiskey, enjoy your Irish beer, whatever you're doing to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, because I love St. Patrick's Day. It's You're going right into the springtime, and I absolutely love it. Enjoy your holiday, and as always, learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, it only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list i will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month that way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes once again thank you so much for listening to the show the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol